Welcome back to episode 49 of the Hockey House Podcast presented by Selly Hockey Co., where we cover all the latest news in non-NCAA college hockey here in the United States. Once again, I'm your host, Mackenzie Murphy, joined alongside by Stephen Glick, Colin Fitzgerald, and our executive producer, David Herman. Fitz, I mean, you got to play in the teddy bear toss in Binghamton. I know the result didn't go your way, but what was that experience like this week? I almost had the teddy goal, boys. First shift right in the slot. Ripped it right at the goalie's glove. He didn't move. Tyler Jurich ended up burying it later, so I was a little jealous deep down. We were all playing really hard at the start, and then once we got the Teddy goal, it all just went downhill from there, so you hate to see it. You and I were talking beforehand. I guess uh, the, the TikTok chirps have made their way to the Fed. Yes, absolutely. Every time I touched the ice, Watertown was just feeding it to me for my, my latest TikTok video. So at first I was like, this is like, you know, kind of crazy. Like I'm getting chirped by grown men about my TikToks. And then I was like, well, every time they watch, you know, it, it helps me out. And honestly, I don't even like know any of them on the team. And like now they all know me. So I th- thought it was kind of cool, actually. It just sounds like you're the biggest celebrity in the Fed right now. Yeah, I, I, I could probably sign some autographs for them. Uh, we play them tomorrow night, so... I'll, I'll get him some autographs. Well, Herm saw it firsthand when it happened to me against URI. I don't know. They scored a goal. It was like late in the game where like they kind of knew at that point they were going to win. It was at the buzzer. The kid turns around and is like, Murph, go make another TikTok. And I'm like, whoa, like I have no idea who you are. You just called me by my name. Clearly a fan of the TikToks. I guess it's less weird because like they're college kids. So like I would expect them to be on TikTok. For you, Fitz, I feel like, like those are grown men watching your TikToks. Yeah, some of these guys are like 30 years old with kids and I'm getting chirped by them about my TikTok. So yeah, same thing. At first I'm like, like, whoa, but then you're like, okay, this guy knows me and I have no idea who he is. Fitz, I feel like you got to lean into it at this point. Like I know if I was the social media manager for Binghamton and you came to me with an idea where you basically pivoted into the Conor McGregor of the Fed, where everyone knows you, you just strut, like one of the most mild-mannered hockey players I know, like polite, so kind, just absolutely, when when the lights turn on, turns into, I'm the double champ, you type deal that would be a little character arc for you i'd be willing to see that's the plan herm we we just started a a black bears tiktok page so they've been consulting me for ideas and stuff that's the plan i'm just gonna become a menace to the to the fed with my tiktoks and that'll be that you should start dancing on the other team's logo at center ice before games too i think that would draw a lot of attention to your tiktoks i i I think that'll definitely draw attention and i'll have to uh answer for it in the games (laughs) the the fans in watertown are gonna have a bullseye on your back and like chucking beers at you yeah we play them tomorrow night and it's i'm already prepared to hear some comments probably from the fans about my tiktoks it's who, who doesn't know about it now and it's literally just a day in the life video like i wasn't like being like cocky or anything i was just showing like this is literally like the day-to-day stuff i do as a and i, I wrote pro hockey player and i guess i can't say i'm a pro even though i get paid to play hockey i i'm not allowed to say that sick flex in that tiktok by like showing that you get to walk to the rink i because you had mentioned that on, on a, a couple episodes ago how like a lot of the other guys like drive 30 minutes away and then you were like oh yeah i'm walking to the rink some kid commented he's like yeah you're definitely walking and i was like okay do i have to make a tiktok of my car now and prove that i have a car like what the hell 
I think you're definitely gonna have to make it like a reoccurring series or just like every day you just keep on reposting vlogs and just keep on it being fueled by the hate comments. I think I definitely need to make a, a Watertown specific one since they they chirped me right out of the gate. I need to make some TikTok poking fun at them because it seems like it's easy to get under their skin. Do you need me to make the drive up to Binghamton for that like a, a Watertown game where it's like I come in with the camera like you got the whole crew <laughs> like you really really lean into it i i could use some some professional footage because i'm just working with you know the iphone cam right now and i i told the the black bears the girls that are running the, t the new tiktok we started like we need to get you know some professional cameras out here to make it look legit let's get a w against watertown before we start going crazy with the watertown tiktoks that's that's yeah. what all i'd have yeah. to say because like you're not playing the acha where like no one's gonna beat the crap out of you like those guys at watertown i've seen the fed games like they do not care about your well-being people are commenting like on the, my TikTok, like you, need, you go fight Coachman. I was like, yeah. Do you want me to die? Like, are you, <laughs> you psycho? Are you crazy? Like, I'll go do it for the team if, if you know the boys want me to do it. But I'm not just gonna like walk in there and be like, oh, what's up, Coachman? You want to go? Everyone on TikTok told me I gotta fight you. Is he like the Oglethorpe of Watertown? He's like just some giant defenseman on their team, and he dummied one of our guys earlier in the year. So I'm I'm trying to stay away for sure. <laughs> All right, well, Glick, turning over to you. What have you been up to since you got home? Pretty much the complete opposite of Fitz. I've just been relaxing now that the semester's over. I did get a chance to see both my grandparents, so it's definitely good to, you know, just catch up with family. There we go. And then, Herm, how did you spend the last week? Finally got the new computer in, which, by the sound that there's no fan, means that it's doing its job and running very, very well. I'm very happy with the performance. This is going to be the computer that lasts me a while, and I would geek out over it on a different podcast, but I'll redirect it and say that I shot high school hockey for the first time last night, which was super, super cool. Working on editing those right now, in addition to taking care of the editing of the podcast uh, later tonight, so it should be a busy night for me. Well, that segues into me because I called my first high school hockey game tonight. I uh, hopped in the booth with Valley Vision Channel 3 TV here in North Conway. So the folks on local cable TV will get to see me on a delayed tape tomorrow afternoon. The game was not live. I, last year they were live streaming games because there was no fans. So you could go on like Facebook and watch them live. But uh, usually they do live on, on Channel 3. Tonight's game was not live. But I'll be live next week for those in, in the area who want to check it out. But I had a lot of fun. It, I got to do the color. So I just, you know, think of stuff to say. And then when, when the play-by-play -play guy goes silent, and I chime in with, with my two cents. Try to model my game after Andy Brickley because I'm the big Nesson guy with the Bruins and say what you want about Jack Edwards, but I think Andy Brickley does a really good job on the color. But a wild day in the Murphy household. I was running around doing errands this morning. My mom gave me her card because I needed to go pick stuff up for her. And then she was like, I was like, oh, like, why don't I offer to bring my mom a coffee? Like, I got her card on me. Just I'll, I'll get a free coffee out of it and, and I'll go drop it off at school for her because she's a teacher and drop it off at school for her, say hi, whatever. And then my sister and I drive back to my house and we're sitting around the kitchen counter for like four minutes. And then we get a knock on the door. I go to answer the door and there's two women and they are holding a puppy in their hands like a bernice mountain dog puppy like mind you we have like a two-year-old bernice mountain dog already like we just got him a couple years ago and this is like a carbon copy replica of him but as a puppy and i'm like what is going on here and they're like hi and i was just like didn't know what to do i was like can i help you like i i don't know what to say to this and they were like uh this is a puppy for you like kelly murphy and i was like uh and my sister is in the kitchen i go grace I was like, were we expecting a puppy? And like, she comes running around the corner. She was like, uh, we call my mom and 
there's no cell phone service at the high school. So she's like driving to meet us. The phone's not ringing. Like we're panicking. Cause like, I don't know. I guess panic set in. I was like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I should be able to take this puppy. in. like, I was not expecting to take a puppy in. Like I'm going to wait until the authorities arrive. And sure enough, my mom comes and, uh, yeah, surprise. We got a Bernice Mountain Dog puppy to kind of uh, get our other dog, Wit, to grow up a bit. Like, you know, he's got to watch after the puppy now. He can't act like a puppy. We have Whitaker, who's two years old now. Uh, we call him Wit. We got the new one today. His name is Alphon, so we're calling him Alfie for short. For those of you in the Northeast, UNH Hockey plays at the Wit. UMaine Hockey plays at Alphon Arena, so that's where they get their names. A little play on the Hockey East, and, and we're kind of right between those two spots. So uh, crazy day in the Murphy household. But yeah, excited to, to hop on the pod here and, and talk some hockey with you guys. On a more somber note, we talked about last week on the podcast uh, a couple of uh, uh, members in the of the ACHA community unfortunately passed away. One of those being a, a player that was playing this year and an assistant captain at, at, at Cal U, Branson King, and just another tragic loss suffered by the college hockey community. Uh, Aquinas assistant captain Alex Klikoka passed away on Saturday. Alex was an assistant captain for the Saints on the Division One team and was previous. He was the reigning WHAC Player of the Year in the 2021 season before his time at Aquinas. Alex Alex spent three seasons with the Kenai River Brown Bears of the Nall, uh, where he served as an assistant captain in his third season. Our thoughts go out to his family and the Aquinas hockey community. Anytime we we do one of these posts where we're, we're you know sending our condolences, it's always tough because you know if that were my locker room and I had a teammate pass away, like I, I can't imagine what that would feel like. But to see the outpour of support from the hockey community as a whole, uh, especially the ACHA community and the uh, junior hockey community because of his time spent in the Nall. I mean, you could tell that this this was a special kid and a good hockey player. And I mean, when you've got a, a company like Howie's reaching out to us and asking if they can repost, you know, what we posted, it was just like, you knew that, that, that this meant something. And I think it was especially devastating for the Alaska hockey community and the Michigan hockey community as a whole. Um, so once again, we send our condolences. Not much news this week in the ACHA. A, a couple of talking points that we can bring up. Friend of the podcast and, and one of Herm's has, has landed a spot in the ACHA. Herm, I'll, I'll turn this one over to you. Yeah, so Ethan McKinley, who is a listener of the pod, probably listening to this right now. What's up, bud? Had a little bit of a frustrating stint in the NCAA D3 with Anna Maria University, where uh, some not-so-great ethics came into the play from the coaching staff there. Ethan was able to leverage the upcoming ACHA Almanac to reach out to a whole bunch of coaches around the country and found a new home with the Sooners and is officially committed, and I'm super, super happy for him. Anytime we can trash talk Anna Maria on this podcast, I'm all for it. You guys know that I, I love to to poke fun at those D3 schools that sound absolutely miserable to be at. So very happy for Ethan for finding a new home in, in Oklahoma. I mean, that's... I He's going to have a blast there. I know like that just that program looks really fun to play for. And, and the school look, looks awesome, especially if, if you're into college football. That place is always on the horizon. We did get a kick out of this one. I saw this one last week, but the, the UNH CHF team, hashtag roll kitties, friend of the podcast running their social. It was so awesome. They took photos 
of game action and then they like photoshopped there was like one that photoshopped the ncaa team student section in the background and then there was another one where they photoshopped celebrities so like the post looked sick like i got, I got a really good kick out of it because i think if you weren't really paying attention you'd just be like oh wow they kind of pack it but like you look closely and you're like well that's leonardo dicaprio in the front row at a unhchf game Perf- I-, I don't know what you're talking about Lil John and Gordon Ramsay in Arizona Coyotes jerseys very clearly go to UNH hockey games. I mean, they're they're regulars. Yes, at the Dover at the Dover Ice Arena. I'm I'm I completely forgot. I think they're actually season ticket holders. I I shouldn't should be a little more respectful about that. But nonetheless, great content this time of year. We love to see see that stuff on the feed. Looking ahead, though, I mean, we, we talk about the hockey house dump and. And it seems like anything we talk about goes south. And, and we're really hoping with, with this Omicron variant that's going around, a lot of schools are talking about going online second semester. A lot of schools are pushing back the start date of the semester. And we're going to keep our fingers crossed that as many teams as we can get continue their seasons. I know I know there's going to be teams that have no change. Like That's just the way it's worked here in the U.S. I know a lot of the schools down south are just full steam ahead, and I'm sure many of the schools that played last year during the pandemic uh, will see this as nothing and just keep playing, but I know there are a lot of schools that take extra precautions, and, and club sports seem to be the first to go when you talk about eliminating things. So I know firsthand what that's like to deal with a club sports administration that does not want you to play anymore, and so, like I said, wishing you the best of luck in, in playing this upcoming season and hopefully uh, every team has the opportunity to compete in the spring semester. This week, we were joined by two members of the Auburn men's ice hockey team. We were joined by Brandon Weiss and Noah Henry. Good to talk to some more guys from down south. We've, we've talked to the South Carolina guys a, a couple times now, and good to get the perspective of another team from down south. I know we're looking forward to interviewing some guys from Georgia in the near future, but it was funny hearing their experiences, and they told some awesome stories. So we're going to cut to that that interview next. We're pleased to be joined this week by two members of the Auburn Tigers. Please welcome Brandon Weiss and Noah Henry. Boys, welcome to the Hockey House. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We're really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us, man. Let's kind of get started. How's the season going, Brandon? I don't know if you want to start us off and kind of talk about how the the season's been going so far. Yeah, it's been going really well. We've only dropped a couple of points and a couple of games that matter. We've been winning the majority of our games. Looking like one of the better teams that we've ever assembled. We're looking forward to going to the playoffs this year and making our mark there. And Noah, what are some things you've noticed from this season? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, locker room's really tight. All the boys get to get along really well. We're figuring out how we play with each other, you know, how to play how to play as a unit. We've shown what we can do against a pretty good team so far. Love hearing that. Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself growing up playing hockey and how you ended up playing hockey at Auburn? So I'm actually from Alabama. I'm from Huntsville. Grew up playing in our, in our youth program, playing travel hockey. So every weekend we're in Nashville or Atlanta or up at a tournament somewhere in uh, – up north or whatever so growing up in that program and then just being from Alabama I was either going to go to Alabama or go to Auburn pretty much and uh, I just never even considered going to Alabama it's just so much better in my opinion and you come down here you get a feel for it and it's it's just unreal so it was never really a choice I had to make I kind of just assumed I was going to go to Auburn and that's how it happened. From a hockey perspective did you did you know about hockey at Auburn was that something that that interested you when you were looking at the school? I was aware that uh, there was the club program the SECHCR division did a few showcases. They do like a showcase every year for high school kids. I think I, I went to one of those. And so I was, I was aware of uh, all the programs. And so it was never a, a second thought of whether I was going to play hockey here or not. As soon as I got to campus, I uh, got in touch with the team and, and went to tryouts. 
And Noah, tell us a little bit about your hockey career growing up and, and how it led you to Auburn. I played all around Atlanta for a few different programs, the Atlanta Fire, the uh, the Atlanta Phoenix, mainly with the TPH Thunder program. Left there after 14th year, went to Culver Military Academy, played for the uh, U16 and prep teams there. After that, went and played juniors for a couple years. Started out with the Aberdeen Wings and the Null. Went to the USP with the Hampton Roads Whalers. Had a great time up there. Figured, you know, I should probably focus on academics a bit. Decided to come here. You know, it fits my major and the hockey team's great you know it was a no-brainer as soon as I got here it was like I gotta play hockey uh, of all the stops in your hockey career leading up to Auburn what was one of your favorite places to play definitely Hampton you know I mean it was it was a great program we had a really we had a great owner he was really supportive of the team and um, you know we had nice buses stayed in decent hotels and I mean the USP South is uh, <laughs> it's a pretty crazy division you know there's a lot of there's a lot of physicality you know it was, it was a good time yeah, the boys were great. It was awesome. Brandon, in your freshman year, Auburn was playing in the ACHA, correct? That's right. All right. So what? tell us, what was your welcome to the ACHA moment? Oh, gosh. I feel like there's a new one of these every other week when you play club hockey. So we had our Halloween party the night before a game. I don't know who scheduled this. And it was just off the wall. And we roll into our game and the next day. I think our game was at like maybe like 11 a.m. And everybody's just in rough shape and we played uh Embry Riddle at home we ended up like losing the game dropping the game and like we should not have like we were a much better team a few of us got thrown out of the game I think like four of us did it was just a gong show of a game and like just so funny but it's kind of just so club hockey to have your Halloween party the night before a home game I mean lesson learned there right like I mean we we got to get ahead of the schedule there maybe in September start planning better dates (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who uh, who picked that date for the Halloween party, but yeah, it happens. And then, so Noah, you're new to the team at Auburn, and you, you didn't play there during the ACHA days. Uh, what have you seen of the CHF so far, and what was your welcome to the CHF moment? Oof. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I'll probably have to say, uh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, so we're going out to Daytona to play in that uh the showcase, I forget the name of it, you know, UCF, Embry-Riddle, Florida State. Bus leaves Auburn at five in the morning. We're supposed to get a 55-person bus and we get a fucking renovated school bus, essentially. You know, everyone's doubled up. We got bags stacked up in the back, bags filling the whole aisle, no room to sit. It's like pitch black. Our bus driver's pretty damn old. He's loading bags for like 20, 30 minutes, so he was exhausted. And, you know, it's pitch black. It was a shit show. It was an absolute shit it show. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was like a it was like a mini coat. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah, so I like I was in charge of I'm, I'm the president, so like I was in charge of order, and I was supposed to get like a 38 person coach, but it ends up pulling up with like a 32 seat mini coach. So we had some media team members. We actually had to tell like they couldn't come on the trip. They were like there at 5 a.m. It was so bad. You know, the the bus driver opens up. So since it's like a mini coach, there's not like undercarriage. When it pulls up and there's no undercarriage, I'm like, I, we're going to have to drive our own cars. Anyway, he opens the trunk to this thing that has like some storage space. I'm like, oh, you're going to fit like 10 bags in there tops. Hey, he ends up fitting like 25 bags in there. I don't know how. But and then we threw the rest in the aisle <laughs> and then made our way down to Florida. Yeah. Not saying we, we should be making the, the young stallions load the bus, but you guys had the bus driver loading the bus with the bags? Uh, he felt responsible, I think, because, well, first of all, he was the only way, one that knew the way around this trunk. Because to us, it was like, there's no way anything fits in here. But this dude was like playing, like putting a puzzle together back there. It was unreal, actually, how he was able to fit it. This trunk area was like the size of a small closet. Like it was fucking tiny. <laughs> and we're packing like 20 bags in this thing with all of our sticks. 
Oh, it was a mess. No room to put any of our like regular clothes bags or anything like that too. It was like on our laps the whole time, eight hours, you know. I'm gonna need you guys after we're done to send a picture of this. But I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I think I'm picturing the right bus in my head because when I was in prep school and playing at Bridgeton Academy, they had the school had a coach bus, but they also had like the renovated school bus. It's kind of like similar to like a party bus. And yeah. it was like what the soccer team and the baseball team would take to games because they didn't have that much equipment. But for like one or two games a year, we would have to take the bus and it was the same thing i remember the back is like a closet and you're like mm -hmm. stuffing piling bags on top and then you got like your suits are hanging over you on the bus ride it's yeah, miserable it was yeah that's exactly yeah, it. who are the only ones that have had to deal with that it was ridiculous it was absurd <laughs> brandon as the club president right now how long have you been in that role so i became the president right when covid started yeah it was terrible so having our season canceled effectively canceled i mean we played like maybe five exhibition games or something but our season was effectively canceled it gave me some time to like step away and like reevaluate all the operations of the program because you know you look at some programs like south carolina and like georgia who we compete against and they just had it all like firing on all cylinders as far as like the social media and the sponsorship deals and all that stuff so i kind of took the uh, canceled season to reevaluate all those things put together a new new office team that uh is helping me tackle some of those things yeah, I definitely feel that. I, I was like the unofficial president last year during COVID, but I remember thinking like, wow, thank God we're not playing right now because I don't know how we would be able to pull this off. Like we did the same thing. Like we used the time to like reevaluate our staff. We ordered new jerseys and everything. And I think like for a lot of teams, like it's nice seeing because teams have picked up their social media game like Auburn and COVID is a reflection of that. Yeah, we were, we ordered some new jerseys and stuff too. And, you know, it was, it sucks having the, the season canceled, especially I feel bad for, I mean, our seniors, we had a couple seniors that don't, you know, get a solid way to finish up their career. Like their whole hockey career is just like over. And then like the freshmen come in, they're all excited to play and they're all excited for college. And then like, just there's no hockey or anything. So it was just, I mean, it was a struggle for everybody. It's not like it was just us. I mean, everybody in the world, you know, was impacted in their own way, but that's just how it impacted us. But being the president during that time, I mean, it was just frustrating because uh, we're trying to trying to push the school to let us compete because like Tennessee was competing. Uh, maybe there's a couple other programs that were competing. And so I was just staying on the school the whole time. Like, hey, can we please compete? Can we please compete? And ended up, they, they let us compete maybe in like, uh, like March when it was just too late anyway. We got a couple exhibition games, but they none of them went well or anything. So it's kind of just a, a, a frustrating missed year. And now you brought it up a little bit earlier about the jerseys, but I think worth mentioning because going through the jersey process with rebirth through syracuse there's a lot of conversations about your jerseys at auburn because schools are so picky about the color that you use and i guess the syracuse orange and the auburn orange are very similar so rebirth was familiar with that process you want to talk a little bit about all working with rebirth working with rebirth's been pretty good they're uh they helped us before i came in as president we didn't have like team bags we only had a couple jerseys that weren't really too spectacular and so and we didn't we got some new shells from them so just working with them it's been able we've been able to really like make ourselves look a lot better um on and off the ice and just having having a nice kit a nice jersey to go out there and play with is uh just a big it just brings everything together and so throwing over to you noah like what is it like when when you join and now you're a freshman and, and everything's kind of put together from this covid year and, and you guys get off to a good start yeah i mean it's it's awesome you know i mean you love it's tough to come into a team that you know isn't established you know as like as a solid program it's not known to anyone i mean you know coming here you know this 
is a known program across the SEC, you know, and it's it's, it's great. It's nice to have, you know, everything ready, like you said, coming in. I mean, it's, it's awesome. All right. Tell us a little bit about Auburn. Obviously, SEC country. Everyone knows that. Who are your rivals in the, the CHF? Do they align mostly with the same rivals of, of the school in, in football and basketball? Somewhat. I'd say our biggest rival, obviously, in most other sports, aside from hockey, would probably be Alabama. I wouldn't consider them our biggest rival in hockey just because they, for the longest time, they only had an ACHA D1 team. Um, and they just finally got a D2 team in the CHF that's in our division. So maybe we can start to build that rivalry. Most of the time, we get up to play Georgia. Uh, that's those are some of our favorite games and uh lately south carolina has been one of our our biggest uh rivals as well we uh saw them in the playoffs my freshman year my sophomore year we we just played against them a couple of weeks ago and it, they were fiery games so have you guys had the opportunity to play georgia yet this year yeah we did we we hosted them at home and uh we lost three two in overtime but it was a good game and uh we look forward to playing them again in the spring I was going to say, so you haven't made the trip to the Athens and playing in the hotel lobby. <laughs> I have. No, it hasn't. I've actually never played in the Classic Center, which is weird. But we played um, in the outdoor rink that they have, which is like strange. Like Athens, Georgia has an outdoor rink in the spring. Half is like under the, this pavilion and like the other half's outside. But we get dressed in essentially like this convention hall center or whatever and then just walk a good ways to the uh, rink. And then during the uh, intermissions, we're just like sitting outside. Just like there's some chairs set up outside the rink. You just step off the ice. It's just so funny. Guys having to go to the bathroom are just like, it, there's no bathroom around. So you're just kind of making it work. And it's funny, but those games are sick. Noah, what's the, the craziest place you guys have been to so far during the fall semester? Craziest place? Oh, it had to be South Carolina. I mean, that place. Friday night, oh, it was rowdy. It was rowdy. You know, I mean, they were packing the barn. They had beer cans stacked up. Yeah, it was so fun. Coming away with the win that game, too, was was really nice to kind of shut them up a bit. But it was it was such a cool environment. I haven't played in, like, environment with that many people since a prep school. It's so hostile. Like, if when you're skating around, maybe you're going up to a face-off or you're in warm-ups and you just make eye contact with one of their fans like you're just getting double birds right right in your face they're just yelling obscenities at you it's uh it's kind of funny but it, you know you you get up for games like that and it's really exciting it, it, i'm glad like it's cool that they do that it is nice to stick it to them and and be able to win those games because when you lose those games and after just getting you know railed on all night from the fans it's just so demoralizing so but that that was that was a great game and really exciting. You guys coordinate the schedules, right? So, Because I believe you guys played that Friday night and then the football teams play each other Saturday and then did you guys play Sunday morning again? Yeah, these Friday-Sunday sets, I guess, are, are becoming a little more commonplace. But these are crazy weekends. Like you play Friday night, you play, you go out after the game, and then Saturday you wake up, tailgate, go to the game, whatever. And then Saturday night you go in and then wake up Sunday. It's just a crazy weekend. But they're, they're super fun. But it's just, it's a lot for for one weekend and it's hard to it's hard to 100 focus on the hockey because there's just so much going on but that's what club hockey's about yeah i was gonna say it's an experience like no other you guys are getting down there what's that like though i mean that sunday's got to be brutal i mean you're you're waking up you're playing in the morning and then you're driving back to school and then you're like oh shoot i gotta go to class tomorrow it's always tough you know i mean if you can't play hockey hungover then you know you got a bigger problem there and those sunday games are tough it was still super fun and then you know five and a half hour drive back and 
then class the next day, it's that's rough. You know, we we make it happen. We make it work. So Oh yeah, I was gonna say luckily we actually we had all our guys in bed by ten thirty, like PM, which was an accomplishment. Not that it mattered because we ended up losing the game pretty handily. I guess we should have would have been the same result. But uh I was I was impressed with our guys. Everybody was in the hotel and ready to sleep and be ready for the game in the morning. You guys changed arenas that you play at, correct? That's a whole situation in and of itself. So Columbus has two ice rink or two sheets. One is in the Civic Center and uh, one is like in an ice rink. The ice rink has maybe like 200 seats or something. That's what we normally play in. It's not big. It's just like normal ice rink, some decent seats. Like it's it's a decent venue though. But the ice rink has been shut down since COVID started for uh, the city of Columbus to do, use the space for municipal court. Playing hockey in the South, this is just one of the this things you have to deal with is literally the city takes the sheet of ice out to use the building for a municipal court. They have courtrooms designed. They, I mean, the idea was at the beginning of COVID, like there's more space, they, they can do social distancing and everything, but they're still there and they're still like, they don't have a plan to leave. So anyway, we get lumped into the civic center and we're like the fifth prioritized tenant. It's a cool building and it's cool and we can get our games in there. Like the our, the ice times we've been given are slim. We, we don't have much to choose from. We're really looking forward to our ice rink opening back up because that's where we normally play and it'll just be better. Everything will be so much easier when we're back in there. So yeah, just looking forward to that being available. But I don't think it's going to be during this season. So we're just kind of taking it day by day. That's wild because I know a lot of schools that have rinks on campus were using them as testing centers during COVID. Municipal court is a, is a new one for me. <laughs> well, they're they're doing court with the boards still up. Like they haven't even taken on the boards. They haven't done anything to like make it not a hockey rink other than just remove the ice. It's it's a disaster. But you know, <laughs> I mean, they could at least have the defendant sit in the penalty box, oh, right? Yeah. Like have some fun with it. <laughs> the judge is out there wearing stripes. <laughs> Give them the orange armbands. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, hey, no, I, I mean, kind of a new guy in the locker room. Who are some of the characters on the team that, that get the boys going? Oh, we got a few. Our captain, Blake Robeson, very vocal guy. He's a senior. You know, he's he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. And um, very vocal guy, but, you know, Southern as you can get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he goes hunting and fishing like every other day. Biggest Southern draw. And him and Henry Hit, those are oh, probably no. our two, our two big hitters in the locker room. Those guys. Hitter is, this kid is nuts. <laughs> This guy is just an absolute, he's so, so particular about be, like the energy. Everything is about the energy. Like when we're driving to the rink, like the music has to be blaring a certain, you know, has to be loud, has to be what he wants to hear. He thinks everything is so funny. So when you're around him, like me and uh, Sam Edwards on the team are just constantly laughing at this kid because he thinks everything is just so funny. And like, even if it's not, but he'll die laughing. And then you just look at each other and you, you can't help but laugh. The kid is just an absolute character. We got a couple, I, it's literally like our whole team is just like a, like a cast of cartoon characters. We have this kid named Zoo. <laughs> okay, that's why his nickname is Zoo. So uh, his name's Zach Roos and I, he came in, uh, he didn't play as a freshman, came in as a sophomore. People were calling him Zach. But I'm like, this dude is just a character. Like, Zach's just not cutting it. I start thinking, and I'm like, uh, what, what if we combine like Zach and Roos? And we, I was like, we'll call him Zoo. So I gave him the nickname Zoo, and uh, it sticks, and it's so on brand. This kid is just 100 miles an hour. 
nonstop. But it's just a, a huge morale guy to have around. There's so many guys on the team. I don't know. No, you have any others? Let's see who else we got. Everybody is so like we we all hang out together, like all like brothers too. Like too like we hang out too much probably. There's just so many guys. We got this kid Jack Sparago. He's from Jersey, the most Jersey kid ever. Just so Jersey. Just the way he talks. He, he's like whatever. He wears his chain. Oh, it's just ridiculous. He was macking last night. We were in the bar until like two a.m. He was just macking whatever he could. All the boys get after it, you know. I mean, we we have a good time. We have a good time here. Where's home base for the boys? Is there a hockey house? Right now, no. <laughs> we're working on that. We're working. Right on that. now, no. When I was a freshman and sophomore, we had this place called Brick. I mean, it was because it was a brick house. One of the vets lived in there. It had like a, it was really close to downtown. Had a yard. It was just a great spot. It was like the the crappiest old house. <laughs> But it was like, it was our spot. And uh, so we'd go and just rip beers and, and, at Brick. And we had a hockey net in the front yard. We would crush the beers down. We had a hockey stick and like a little shooting pad. And we'd just be ripping pucks with somebody in the net or whatever. Just stupid stuff. We'd hang out there, go before the bar, hang out there. And then post game thereafter. It was just so fun. And sadly, we didn't keep it in the lineage. I guess some of the guys are a little too particular to live in there. I mean, it's it's a really crappy house, but it was, it was like home for us. So it's kind of sad that we don't have that anymore. We don't really have like a home base. We need something like that again. But I, I miss the days like, when I drive by brick, that's like, it's so sad. Like people are, the people that live there now are like playing die in the yard. And I'm like, that's, that should be us. It's just, it's really disappointing. But it, it was a, a great memories there. And uh, for the first two years of my college career. Yeah. Next, next few years though, uh, we got a few guys here. We're, we're trying to get a house, a hockey house, you know, just pass it along in the, along in the team and keep it going for years to come. So that's, that's the goal in the next probably one or two years. No, I know the feeling about like having an old hockey house that you're emotionally attached to because the, the house that I live in here i mean we've had it for like five years now but the house that they had my freshman year because they had two at one point there were so many upperclassmen it was like the perfect hockey house like it was old school it had the space you needed it had like everyone had great rooms well not everyone had a great room but most <laughs> of the guys had great rooms and so many good memories there now same thing like you just see people out on the front porch and like they renovated the house since we moved out it's like darn like the good old days brandon why don't you talk about the relationship with club sports i know you said it was really hard during the pandemic because you saw other schools playing and they were kind of waiting. How does club sports view the hockey team at Auburn? Us and like maybe a couple of the other programs, like maybe lacrosse and bass fishing are like the most popular club sports and we draw the most attention to club sports. They basically kind of accommodate us as we are, kind of one of their bigger clubs. And our relationship with them during COVID, it was pretty bad. It was nothing they could really do. Their hands were fairly tied and it was really just me really frustrated. You know, as we came out of the COVID and we started playing, I started developing a relationship with our club sports contact and uh, he's like the best. He helps with it. Like, Anything I need, it's like he takes care of it as soon as possible. He gives me advice on how, you know, how to lead the program the best I can. So our relationship is like totally mended and then some like, I text this guy personally all the time. And, but it was it was on the rocks for a little bit just because of the whole situation was so stressful for everybody. But they support us uh, a ton. They've been helping us out a, a lot. In terms of this year, I know we talked about that Friday night game against South Carolina, but maybe Noah, you can elaborate on this more. What are some other like big games that you guys have had so far this year that, that stand out to you? 
Tennessee. Uh, we played them two game series against them at home. You know, we won, we swept the weekend, which was a really great feeling. It was our first games in the CHF too. That was nice to get the sweep over them. First game was like three to one. Second game was like seven to two. Um, that was that was huge. Playing Georgia Tech at the uh, the Macon Showcase, the Veteran Showcase there. That was that was a big win for us as well. You know, that's a that's a pretty established program in the SEC at least, and uh, they play they compete well with Georgia. And you know, we beat them six to one. That was a pretty that was a pretty good feeling for us. So, and then obviously the South Carolina game that was awesome. So, I mean, I think it's so cool. Just like I mean, as a kid from the Northeast, like didn't really watch that much of the SEC growing up, but now that I'm older and like watching college football on Saturdays, like it's so cool. Like seeing all these brands as hockey teams. Like I know Auburn, like your jerseys look just like the stripes on all the other teams. And, and when you play Bama in the Iron Cup, like Bama looks like Bama, and, and Georgia looks like Georgia, and Georgia Tech looks exactly like it. Tennessee's got the checkers on their shoulders. So I, I think I mean it's great that hockey is so big, you know, in the SEC, and and it would be great one day if if somebody took note of this and maybe they added hockey as an SEC sport because you. You look at like places like Nashville and Carolina, and these places are rocking uh, when the NHL teams are performing well. Kind of talk about what it's like being a hockey player down south. Like when people find out you play hockey, are they shocked? Do they ask lots of questions? Do they think you're playing NCAA Division One? What's that like? It's different. You get you get all all kinds of responses depending on how much experience the person may have with hockey or or how aware they are of how it goes. But yeah, some some of them are like, like you know, so are you going to the show after this? Or I mean, you know, like, you think you're gonna make the NHL after this? It's like, no, I I hope to get a job. <laughs> but then you know, some of them you'd be like, yeah, I play hockey. For me, it's like I play. I'll be like, yeah, I play hockey. They're like, oh, like where are you from? Like I'm actually just from Alabama. So it's just a couple of mixed reviews. I mean, it's always it's always a little flex when you're talking to the girls on campus. You know, they don't know the difference. They're all from Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. <laughs> so you just say you play hockey, and they think, they, have no they think you're you know Tyler Sagan, whoever. You know, they think you're just so sick at hockey, even though it doesn't really matter. They they don't know the difference between D one and club. So it's kind of sick, but. Yeah, that, I guess that is the difference between the South and the North. The Northern schools like have NCAA teams and club teams, and so there's like a differentiation. But like here, like we only have one hockey team, so that's like you kind of get put on a pedestal because there's only one team. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, and you're not lying when you tell people you're on the hockey team. They never asked, you know, they never asked any more questions after that. Like you're telling the truth. So. Yeah, exactly. Maybe leaving out some important parts, but they don't know. So it's all right. Hey, we we are good hockey players. We're just not, you know, <laughs> not, not quite. You know, not deep stellar. Brandon, as the, as the club president, I'm curious because, like I mentioned, some of those other SEC schools they kind of mimic their their football teams and the uniforms. I know Tennessee's got the helmet stripes. Bama's got the helmet stripes. When are we going to get some helmet stripes for Auburn? No one is <laughs> me about the hell. I, I, it's been every week. Um, every week I mention it to him at least once. Yeah, it's that's that's in the works. <laughs> that's absolutely in the works. Yeah, that's something we, we're we're definitely looking to do. But Noah's got all these ideas. He's always spitting at me, and I. It's kind of funny. It's good to see that he has some passion. I have a lot of passion about leading the program and getting us to a better place. But like, I'm graduating in a few months, and like, I'm starting to focus more on that than than building the club. So it's good to know that you know after I leave, there's going to be someone that, that still wants to take continue to build what I what I kind of set the foundation for things like that. Um, the helmet stripes, and Noah gets all excited about that, and donors and stuff like that. So. There should be should be some some stuff in the works and and hopefully we have some stripes soon. We got some new jerseys on the way too. I I don't know. We haven't really told anybody. Only the team really knows. 
Um, but we've got some new jerseys that are coming in. We're going to wear them for some special games in the spring. So those will be really cool. They're kind of like a tribute to Auburn jersey. So super cool. That's something that I had Rebirth cook up. Uh, I had an idea for and uh, they sent over the renderings for it, and it looked awesome. You okayed it, and so those are on the way. Really excited about that. Yeah, they're pretty sick. <laughs> they're gonna be. They're gonna be some real nice jerseys. So. All right, so Brandon, we've heard there's this crazy trip to Tennessee a couple of years ago. You kind of want to walk us through what happened when the boys went down to Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, so we made the trip up there. Um, we were playing on a Friday and a Sunday. It's been kind of a commonplace way to do games, like in the SECHC. Like we'd do Friday and then have a football game Saturday and then have a Sunday game. So Friday we play Tennessee, goes well. And then uh, Saturday we wake up, we start tailgating. So we were there when uh, Tennessee played Alabama at home. So we wake up, we start tailgating. We're just kind of ripping around, just trying to get, get a groove. So we go to like, I'm not sure what it's called, maybe like frat loop or whatever it's basically just like all the fraternity houses and basically just on a loop so we go and i guess like we're rolling around like with eight or ten guys and when you're just rolling around with eight or ten guys it's tough to get a groove and like you know get into a fraternity party they're not very welcoming so we were kind of just trying to figure out what we should do and then this like group of like 10 girls walked up to us and started talking to us and we're like oh this is it this is it like this will be good and so we, we're talking to them and they're like hey there's some sorority girls from bama actually and they're like hey one like one of our parents has like a white tent tailgate on the quad if you guys want to come so we're like yeah that sounds awesome so we go up to their tailgate and just absolutely like destroy it. it i mean it was like it was like an auburn hockey tornado touchdown on this tailgate they had food and and drinks and stuff and we're just ripping it all like they had a table set up we brush everything off the table start playing beer hockey the uh the parents weren't too excited about us ha having us there but the girls were having a good time so like it was it was an awesome time like i remember one of the guys was eating the food with a serving spoon and it was just madness anyway so we go from there down to the strip or whatever Still with these girls, we're just all hanging out, having a good time. We go in one of the bars down there, and we're just ripping it up. You know, we have a game the next day, like noon. I guess nobody was really considering that. So we're just ripping this, ripping the strip down in Knoxville. It's getting late. We end up shutting the bar down and then go uh, to some house party. Some of the, one of the guys on the team knew one of these guys, and so we we keep it rolling. At this point, it's getting late. So we, we uh, roll back to the hotel. And uh, I mean, it's it's like really late. It's like the wee hours of the morning. And uh, so I get back to the hotel and I go up the elevator and I get off this elevator and Hags, Drew Haggerty, one of the guys on the team, he graduated a couple years ago. He was like sitting in this rolly chair, like no shoes on, shirt inside out, backwards, just sleeping outside of like this elevator, like in the lobby area of uh, our floor. It's just kind of funny. I bump him, I get him up and stuff. And we were headed to bed and he's like, hey man, you want to like go get some food or something? I'm like, dude, that's like, it's like 4.45, five in the morning. And he's like, oh, let's go get something. So we go down, we were going to go to the pantry. We go down and there's this, uh, it's so early in the morning that the woman that's like supposed to cook breakfast and prepare it for us for the hotel was like already cooking it, like getting it prepared, getting out the muffins and bagels and everything. It was ridiculous. So we asked her like, hey, do you mind? Like if we grab some food i guess she could tell we were like just banged up i mean like i said hags had his shirt inside out and backwards it was just an absolute scene and uh we're sitting there eating and we're just talking to this lady the whole time and, and eventually she says you know what you boys really need to set some goals for your life and uh, hags just takes no time just a quick one-liner he goes i had a goal and two assists last night ma'am and she had she didn't really understand it but i was rolling laughing and it was just hags was always good for those one-liners like that 
yeah, that night was absolutely mad. So like I said, we go to bed at like 6 a.m. I mean, a, a good chunk of us were up late. The game at noon Eastern. So we're used to being on Central. So it's like 11 our time. We had to get up and play. And the game was just an absolute barn burner. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it was like 12 to 11 or something. And we actually lost, which is so frustrating. But it happens on those those big weekends. And it was kind of funny. This kid, Chris Moretzky, we called him Gretzky on our team. He uh, ended up dating one of the girls from that group, that group of, of girls that invited us to their table game like they had like an actual relationship it was funny it lasted several months just unreal time in knoxville that uh i don't think any of us ever will ever forget in, in my uh time at auburn we have yet to outdo the knoxville trip honestly i'm not sure if we should but if we did it would be something else i mean that's crazy i mean well first off what's that like going to to knoxville as an auburn fan and you're the games between bama and, and tennessee like are you just there for a good time you don't even really care who wins yeah Literally don't care at all. Just rummaging around, looking to see what we can get into. We've talked to like we talked to the guys at South Carolina. Like they went and did the same thing, but at least South Carolina was playing Tennessee, so they like found other South Carolina tailgates. I mean, you guys are on an island on your own at that point. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. We were yeah, exactly. Like I said, like for those girls to walk up to us, like it was so perfect because we literally just didn't really know what to do. It was just so perfect. It made for some of the best jokes and memories. Like we still talk about it to this day. There's parts. There's parts of the story that I I leave out, but like 100, like I will remember that night. That like just forever. It was uh, so unreal. That that's an all time uh, college hockey story right there. Right. Yeah. We just played against South Carolina this fall, and we were like, man, like this might be the trip that outdoes Knoxville. This might be the one. But no, it, it fell a little short. But. Uh, we had a game at like 9 a.m. on Sunday, so there wasn't any room. But yeah, we were thinking all season that uh, that was going to be the one that outdid it, and we didn't make it happen, so it's still yet to be beaten. Well, before we wrap it up, I'll give you both the opportunity to answer this. We'll throw it to Noah first. If, if someone was listening to this and thinking about playing hockey at Auburn, how would you convince them? Like, what are some what are some main points that you would mention to them that people should know about Auburn hockey? Biggest thing is just SEC. SEC rivalries, SEC football, SEC tailgating, all that. I mean, I mean, you know, it's a party down here. You know, we, we get our shit done when we need to. But, you know, when it comes time to party, we, we uh, you know, we have a good time. The hockey is, it's the most fun hockey I think I've ever played. If, if someone's thinking about coming here, you know, it's, it's it should be a no-brainer. Auburn's amazing. Like, to get to come to this school and, like, still play competitive hockey is like a dream. Just Auburn's so great. It's like such a big, small school. It's like a tight-knit community. But it's at the same time, it's a huge school. And so I, I just, I love the school. And uh, getting to play hockey, too, is just unreal and the the hockey in the southeast is definitely like trending in the future like it's just going to constantly get better and better just more talent comes down here um, as opposed to staying up north and uh and as, as our brands get bigger and bigger i think this that the hockey is going to keep getting better and better awesome well hey thank you guys so much for joining us tonight and uh good luck with the rest of your season thank you thanks for having us once again, thank you to Brandon and Noah for joining us this week. That interview was brought to you by Selly Hockey Co. Be sure to stock up on all the latest Selly Hockey gear at sellyhockeyco.com and get all the latest updates from them on Instagram at sellyhockey.co. I'm a big fan of this new Selly hat. I just stole it from my brother to wear tonight. It's the New England Pond Hockey hat, a little off-white. Um, it, it comes in navy too. They sold out, I believe, the first time they did it, but they're doing a pre-sale now, so be sure to check those out. 
I think they also got uh, a couple of those Minnehaha Waves hats left in stock. Uh, so be sure to get those before they're gone because they sell out really quickly. I know they're really comfortable hats. Everyone's rocking them. We got a, a couple of, of Acha and CHF teams hopping on the bandwagon and doing some team orders now. So be sure to, to check out all those options at sellyhockeyco.com. Talking about uh, a hockey house dump, we had an all-time hockey house dump last week. There were three games on the schedule, and we decided to cover two of them. One is the game of the week, and one of the as a game to watch. Both of them got postponed. We had the game of the week was was Toledo and Bowling Green facing off outdoors at, at the ballpark there in Toledo. That got canceled because of the weather. I believe it was Penn at Bryn Athen, and that was postponed. I believe because of COVID protocols. Not 100% sure on that one, but both games that we covered got canceled. So there is no game of the week this week as, as everyone's off for, for Christmas. But that was an all-time L for us, right, Herm? All-time L. We just cannot catch a break. Not one. I think I should stop talking about my, my Fed career on here. Bad stuff's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, the, the hockey house dump coined by good listener of the show, Anthony Larkin from, from Syracuse. Speaking of good listeners, there is one listener that I want to shout out. He's a new listener to the show huge supporter of Syracuse hockey and he's listened I I believe he hopped on a couple episodes ago but Ralph Barone is is a huge listener of the show he was listening on his ride back from Syracuse to Staten Island huge supporter of Syracuse hockey so it doesn't surprise me how dedicated he is to listen to the podcast but Ralph if you're listening to this thank you so much for your support uh we hope you keep listening and keep telling people about the podcast because we really appreciate it Ralph sounds like a beauty speaking of telling people about the podcast be sure to leave a five-star review if you're you're listening on Apple Podcasts and continue to tell your friends about the podcast. We're really, really trying to work our way up the U.S. hockey charts. And that's not going to be possible without your support. Yeah, we're also like a sucker for if you tag us in, in, in your Instagram story for listening to the show. Like it's almost a guaranteed repost every time unless you're like you're taking the picture on a potato and like you can't see it. We love to see. We want to see how you're listening to the show, whether it's in your car or at your house or at the gym when you're working out. Like show us how you're listening to the Hockey House because we'll be sure to reshare it. Also, be sure to check out our internship application. We are looking for a graphic designer to help out with the podcast as well as a social media internship by the time you're listening to this the application will close today on friday december 25th um and then we'll start looking at those applicants and and hopefully have some people to add to our staff by the new year and and uh hopefully we get some people some college credit too who are who are going to participate in this internship so we're really excited for that it's always good when when it's time to bring on new people because you know we've we've grown probably bigger than we ever could have expected at this rate so really excited to have some people join our staff here another thing that we're really excited about by the time this episode comes out it will have dropped but her Herm has worked very, very hard on a survey about the podcast, and I'll turn it over to him to let him talk about it more in depth. Thank you to Ohio for still letting me use the Qualtrics account that you guys have been paying for for the past two years because it would not be possible without you guys. Just some deep dives into overall feedback about the podcast, about our social media, about your likes, dislikes, super easy thing. Boys, you guys took it. It took no more than, what, four or five minutes max? Yeah, it was super fast. It only took a couple of minutes. The big reward for it, I know that people tend to throw around like five, $10 Amazon gift cards. Selly Hockey was generous enough to throw a $100 Selly Hockey gift card. 
which you can absolutely pick up some incredible, incredible gear from their website. Yeah, Herm and I were doing the math. It's like you could get three hats, you could get a hat and a sweatshirt, you get a hat sweatshirt and probably have room in the bank account for a t-shirt. Lots of options to go from, but we wanted to emphasize that like we want a real reward, stuff that guys are going to wear. What better way than to do a Sally Hockey gift card for a hundred bucks? So be sure to head to our Instagram, click on our link tree and, and fill it out because Herm wasn't lying like we really want to know what guys think who are listening to the show what they want to hear us talk about what stories they want to hear more of because we really feel like heading into this new year we're kind of at a tipping point here where this podcast could really take off and we want to make sure we're giving you guys the best coverage we can so be sure to fill it out and let us know uh, your thoughts on the podcast uh, moving forward so really excited about that one hope everyone listening has a merry christmas and uh if you're not celebrating christmas hope you're having a happy holidays and we'll hear from you guys next week see you soon boys It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten